Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women on life after 50 who are unafraid to age out loud. I'm your host, Katie Fogarty. All June long, A Certain Age is featuring women entrepreneurs and business leaders building powerhouse companies and brands at midlife. Today, we kick off with Katherine Balsam-Schwaber, the CEO of Kindra, a hot menopause brand backed by heavy hitter Procter & Gamble. Loyal listeners of A Certain Age will recognize Kindra as our season three sponsor. Kindra offers products, education, and community to make your peri-to-post-menopause journey smoother. She joins me to talk about why menopause products are finally having a moment, life as an entrepreneur, and why wellness brands for the midlife market are laser-focused on education and community. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. I love what you're doing, and I love this podcast. So thanks for having me. Thank you, Catherine. I'm I'm thrilled that you're sponsoring the show and that you're really leading on bringing conversations about women in midlife to a larger audience. So I'm I'm grateful for your sponsorship. I'm grateful for your time today. Uh, I introduced you as the CEO of Kindra, which is you know one of the leaders, if not the leader, in menopause essentials. But you've also had a career at a series of other amazing brands, Mattel, MTV, AOL. Well, even the Clinton White House. How did you move from politics to MTV to menopause? Well, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I think um, I have been incredibly fortunate, and whether it was intentional or not, to have roles that perfectly correlated with my life stage. So, you know, when I was starting out and in my early 20s, I worked in the Clinton White House on on healthcare reform because I was very involved with with politics and felt that I wanted to be an activist. And then from there, I shifted gears a little bit. And in my 30s, I worked at MTV in uh, in the Hills era to date myself. And then as I began to get older, I, um, I ended up running marketing at iVillage. And that was the time in my life when I was trying to get pregnant. And I had my twins while I was there. And it was an amazing experience. And when my kids were young, we moved to Los Angeles, where I became the chief content officer at Mattel. And it just so happened that my children were the perfect age for Barbie and Hot Wheels, and there's nothing like being a toy tester as a five-year-old. Oh, my so, gosh. So fun. Yeah. So fun. So fun. And so, um, you know, I, I, it was a bit, of a, a bit of a time delay between Mattel and when I came to Kindra. But for Kindra, the same thing, where I was really focused on, um, on wanting to work on, on something that was incredibly important to me. And access, access to healthcare and health solutions has always been my personal passion. As you know, I started out working on uh, access issues when I was, you know, just graduating from college in the, in the Clinton white house on healthcare reform. And so, so, um, in addition to the fact that my body was going through its own changes, right? I was approaching 50 and I was having definitely uh, signs of perimenopause and that it just felt like Kendra was, you know, was calling to me in a really interesting way that I, that I couldn't deny, especially for this phase of life. It sounds like you came full circle because you started off in the Clinton White House doing healthcare, and now you're you're working on this enormous healthcare um, challenge 
that that uh, so many women go through. Uh, mm-hmm. But walk us through a little bit about how this works. For, for for most of us on the listening end, you know, we walk into a drugstore or maybe we go over to the ourkinder.com website and we order the products that, that you are creating and testing and bringing to market and putting on shelves. And most of us don't think about how products get from point A to point Z, you know, in, in our medicine cabinet. And you have worked for a number of different brands and I'm sure you've, you've taken experiences from each role, but you're, this is sort of your first sort of wellness brand that you're putting to market. What are one to two sort of surprising things that you've learned or that the customer on the, the receiving end doesn't understand about getting a product to market like this? Yeah, you know, one of the things that is so important, in, especially in menopause, which is essentially a new, shockingly a new category, right? That there is there has been limited to no innovation in supporting women in this phase of their health journey for years and years. And part of what was so important to me is that um, that our products were actually developed or our initial line of product was developed by Procter & Gamble scientists. And what I knew from that work was even from the moment that we first made the product available, it had five to seven years of consumer and product testing. So I knew that it was safe and I knew that it was effective and and that it was non-toxic and derived from natural ingredients and you know all of the things that I think are so important for how you take care of your body. So one of the critical things now, you know, even when I go like when I go to CVS now is looking at what you know what these solutions are are made of, but also having products that actually have been tested over time um, with consumers is really important and really important when you think about how we how we are looking for these solutions to really make us feel better, but without any of the downside or the, you know, the danger of, um, of even natural ingredients, you know, that there are some natural ingredients that women rely on for some of the like major concerns of menopause that can have downstream effects, um, you know, over a long haul. And I think that that's why the, the scientific, uh, importance of being able to really do the work to know that the products are going to be safe and effective is so is so critical. So that was a a big factor for me, both in, you know, launching this business, but also in all of the new products that we're beginning to look at, you know, we're listening very carefully to what our consumers are telling us around ways that we can support them further in categories where there aren't a lot of options and being able to bring that same type of work to the product before we bring it to market is is incredibly important. And, and how long does that take? You know, are we talking like six months, 18 months? I know every, there's been a lot of um, sort of hubbub around like how quickly the vaccines for COVID have come uh, to, you know, to be from from an idea into an arm, basically. And there's been a lot of talk that it's happened quickly. Whereas yeah. so we, we're led to understand that it takes a long time. What does that look like? What, what is a long time? Is it a year, years? I would say in our category, it's a year. I mean, from our launch, which was at the end of 19, we had already been thinking about product, 
you know, product development and things that we knew from the original testing that we had done. There were things that we knew that would support women even more on this journey that we began working on even at that time. So we've been working behind the scenes with our customers and partners all this time to be able to bring new product to market. So that will be, you know, an additional year of development before we actually make them available. And and what are women looking for specifically? Because I know from spending time on your website and using your own products or some supplements, you offer this like cult favorite, you know, vaginal cream. What do you hear from your customers about what their most pressing needs are? I think, you know, for us, just as a business, when I think about, you know, Kindra and part of our mission is to really support women on, on the four, what we would consider most debilitating, potentially debilitating aspects of menopause, which are sleep, sleep disruption, which is a huge issue, right? When you yes. sleep isn't working, nothing is working. Um, fatigue, which includes things like uh, brain fog or feeling mood imbalance, um, because, you know, when you're feeling sort of down and, and tired, it's hard to, to really be at your best, which doesn't necessarily come from sleep disruption, but obviously is impacted by that. And then um, hot flashes and vaginal dryness. So when we think about the areas where there's really the lack of options in particular, vaginal dryness and hot flash are two areas of particular focus for us when we think about product development in particular because they're they're just um there hasn't been a lot of exploration in those areas i mean which is shocking when you think about you know 52 million women in the united states are over 45 and um and with you know 6000 women every day entering menopause that the market itself is so huge However, because of the, I think because of the sort of taboo and hush hushedness around having conversations about this particular health evolution for women, that companies and scientific organizations just have never really done the work to try and find what can be natural solutions for some of these challenges for the majority of women. So, um, so for us, it's it's really a combination of you know. We hear women who are loving our our products and and want like want to double down on some of the you know the good impact that they're getting from things like the core supplement, which helps with hot flashes and brain fog. Um, and so they they want to actually be able to lean in a little bit more to the benefits that they're getting. So we want to be able to bring products that support you know the entire journey as it relates in particular to those four, aspects of menopause that can be the most challenging. Right. That makes so much sense to really focus on on, on the, the top four. It's, it's interesting. You talked about how the, those are sort of the uh, four symptoms that, that most women experience. But in my own experience, I went through menopause at probably 49 into 50. And um, I'm fully through it. I'm post-menopause now, I guess. And I never had a hot flash, but I had friends who basically had to give up wearing sweaters, you know, or they would like not wear pajamas because they would be drenched. And I had this whole like, I'm doing this well, like no hot flashes here. And and listeners of the show know that I, you know, did talk about um, experiencing volcanic mood swings, though. And I, I was like, maybe, you know, this is my hot flash. This is this is what I'm experiencing. And it's really amazing how varied the symptoms are and that if you're not 
kind of having one of those ones that get all like the good PR, like hot flash, you're you're sort of thinking like, this may not be happening to me, but yet you don't understand that things like my 3 a.m. wake-ups we're definitely right. having to do with with menopause. These this mood instability, as they call it, was having to do with menopause, and I didn't know that I should be getting those things fixed because yeah. because I didn't have a hot flash. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so interesting that you say that because you know there are in the U.S. there are classified as thirty four sim- quote unquote symptoms of menopause. In the U.K., they have forty eight. And so when you think about that, that number of things that could be happening at your body, in your body at the same, you know, at the same time or different flavors of those symptoms, that every woman's experience is so individual, right? It's, it's so unique to you. And even if you are having what you would consider the same symptoms like hot flashes, some women have incredibly severe hot flashes, some women have very mild hot flashes, and that that being able to be able to have conversations about all of that is really important because not having the education or the language to be able to express that these things are happening in your body makes it even more difficult to be able to get solutions that that you need. So, you know, my personal menopause journey was, um, it was actually started in my kind of mid 40s, I started to have I was very achy all the time, like incredibly achy. And it felt like every night when I went to bed that I had a fever. And so I went to my doctor, who is no longer my doctor, and I told him what was going on. And he said, without hesitation, oh, you have fibromyalgia. Hmm. Yeah. And I said, I don't, I don't think that's what it is. I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've done the research obviously before I came to the doctor and I, I don't think it, and I said to him, it feels like something is wrong with my clock because it was happening at the same time. And he was so adamant and he wanted to put me on high powered steroids and to come back in six months. And so I went to another doctor and she had a lot of experience with menopause and she said, well, let's, you know, check your hormone levels, but it sounds like you're, you know, you're in perimenopause and why don't you, you know, here are some things that you can take, um, that are non, you know, that are estrogen free and, um, try to walk a little more. Wow. (laughs) So I did that and it was, it was like a game changer. I mean, it, it really, really improved my, my feeling of that, that achiness, but it, but it was incredibly instructive to me because we hear that all the time from our consumers about how either they are misdiagnosed or underdiagnosed or often told it's just you getting older. But if you think about the litany of 34 things that could be happening as your estrogen and progesterone are depleting and changing in your body, that there are a lot of things that can be impacted by that because those are incredibly powerful hormones. So that's why I think the educational part of our business is so critical. And, you know, I think for myself, I have a a young daughter. And even as I'm, I'm so happy for her in a way that her education about her own body with the whole Kindra conversation is not just about what's going to happen at puberty or what will happen at pregnancy, but also a lifetime of a relationship with your body is really important when you, especially for women, because we have been dealing with the changes in our hormones, you know, since we were very young and we understand that 
the hormones have a really powerful effect on our body. And we know how to handle that kind of change, even if it's really disruptive. We've handled it before. And so trying to put a similar lens on the menopausal transition, I think helps women feel like it's not sneaking up on them, which is one of the things that we hear all the time, that I just feel like it, it snuck up of me and it came out of nowhere. And that um, because I think that, you know, the generation of women before us and the lack of education for our doctors have left us very undereducated about our bodies in this phase of life, that, that we, you know, we just we lack the knowledge to know that, you know, these things that could even be happening and beginning to happen in your late 30s are just part of the natural evolution and and normalizing it and understanding that everyone will have their own journey, but it's still a shared journey, I think really helps to take away some of the added anxiety that menopause can cause for women. Absolutely. We're going to explore your Break the Silence series and your educational component in just a minute after this quick break. Menopause is inevitable, but the symptoms that accompany it don't have to be, thanks to brands like Kendra. Kendra is menopause relief made by women for women. As someone who is actively looking to support female-founded businesses, both large and small, I feel good about choosing Kendra for my menopause challenges. All June, A Certain Age is talking to women building companies that serve women and consumers focused on wellness and active aging. Kendra does all three. Kendra also offers products that can support your self-care routine. I've made their science-backed supplements part of my day, including the Energy and Core supplements. And since midlife sleep disruptions are no joke, I end every day with a sleep-enhancing supplement. Kendra has a great offer for a certain age listeners. Any first-time purchasers or subscribers get 20% off anything. Use code KD20 at checkout. That's K-A-T-I-E-2-0. Head to OurKindra.com for menopause essentials that work. Okay, Catherine, we're back from our break, and I love that we're returning from a Kindra uh, spot to talk to the Kindra CEO to talk about your Break the Silence series and how important it is for women to be verbalizing exactly what you just said, that people uh, are going through this shared experience, that they're sometimes not getting support from their doctors, that they're maybe not hearing enough from culture about what they're experiencing, that symptoms like hot flashes get all this PR, but you could be experiencing 33 other things. And uh, I want to hear a little bit about what your Break the Silence is and, and how you work to educate your community about some of these symptoms. Break the Silence was really born out of the idea that that education and community are critically important to be able to really change the conversation around around the menopausal journey. And when we think about it, you know, our job is not only to educate, but also to really try and pioneer some new dialogue around this phase of life. Just like 40 years ago, women were having conversations to break through the barriers around being pregnant in the workplace. You know, that was not so long ago. And when you think about, you know, when you think about menopause, especially as it relates to daily life, it's a little bit of a, a double whammy because it's the the stigma of of sexism and ageism at the same time in a, in a lot of ways and i think that's you know part of the reason that we've had so little innovation when it comes to this market so for break the silence we really want to showcase 
women who are talking about what's happening in their 50s, 60s, and 70s, and having a, a conversation out loud about the changes in their bodies and how they're managing them. Because one of the things that we have found and heard loud and clear from the community is, is that seeing and hearing other people's journeys helps them understand ways that they can support themselves, ways that they can focus on their own self-care, which is, you know, as I have talk quite a bit about really important in this phase of life and being able to take time for ourselves. And I think that, you know, one of the eye-opening moments on this journey for me was in our Mother's Day campaign. We had mothers and daughters talking to each other about menopause. And one of the mothers, um, the, the daughter asked, you know, well, why did you never talk to me about this? And the mother said, well, I, I didn't have the words because no one had ever talked to me about it. And I think that a big opportunity here in Break the Silence is giving other women the words to be able to express what's happening in their own bodies so that we can, you know, have the, the support that we need from our doctors, our bosses, our families and our friends, because we want to be, we want them to be able to support our needs too, but we need to be able to express our needs in order to really find that support. So that's the genesis behind Break the Silence. So we've had incredible feedback from the community about the women who have come, you know, come onto the program like you, which is amazing. Yeah. And the more that I think we can share those stories, the better that it is for everybody. No, absolutely. I love the, the, this sort of notion of, of, of taboo. And when, when you're when you're having conversations with, say, a doctor, where you're sort of falling on deaf ears, it makes it, uh, it's, it feels probably very disempowering. And you were smart enough to be like, I need a new doctor. You know, I need yeah. to be talking yeah. to somebody who gets it. Because I think any woman who's gone through, as you said, hormones, I mean, when you're young, you can almost feel when you're getting your period. Like you could, you, you like your body knows. It's like the yeah. way you know it. If you've experienced this level of hormones for so many decades, basically, and then they start to go away, you are very attuned to what is not going well in your body and to to not be um, received well from your medical professional is not is not ideal. There are doctors out there who get it. I have learned myself since launching this podcast that menopause is like a certification and a training you can go through. Not yeah. every gynecologist has a lot of expertise in, in menopause symptoms per se, certainly not every primary care physician. So it's really important to seek out doctors that that really do get it and to seek out communities like Kindra where women are navigating all of these different symptoms because my symptoms are not like my friends who are not like their friends or who are not like their friends so you really the, the more you know the more you know which which I absolutely adore so where would um, listeners find your community uh, Catherine is it Facebook where would you direct them yeah, so we have our um, our Facebook community is there, um, which is really robust and super active. And then um, we also have one thing to your point about the more you know, the more you know, we have this really robust quiz on the site that's a custom quiz that also helps you understand where you are in your journey and addresses you know, the the much larger um, cast of of symptoms and concerns that could be happening with your body. And through that quiz, it also points you to specific educational information and community resources where you have, you know, you can find people who are are sharing similar experiences to your own. So I think that's a great first step. And then uh, always the opportunity to join the Facebook community. 
I also think it's important to to talk about the fact that menopause is, you know, perimenopause and menopause is a, is a period of time. And and for myself, I've actually seen my mood um, sort of instability and this sort of like toxic rage that I jokingly called it really ebbed. You know, I've been taking supplements. I've been trying to get better sleep. I've been prioritizing that. Uh, and that goes away maybe as you're as you transition past and sort of through some of those hormones, those can ebb. But some things are never going away, right? Because you're going to be in postmenopause probably longer than you were in, you know, perimenopause. We're all living 30 more years than we used to, right? Longevity is here. We are living longer lives. And so this is not something that you just quickly deal with at 50 and it goes away. I mean, dry vagina could be forever. So you, you, you know, you do need to actually manage these things. It's not like... A pregnancy which ends. This is something that is that requires continuous maintenance and, and care for. Is that correct? Yeah, that's totally right. We, you know, we talk about how women spend forty percent of our lives in a in the menopausal journey because perimenopause, which starts, you know, when your hormones are beginning to deplete, and then menopause itself is really only the marker for when you haven't had a period for 12 months in a row. And then the rest of your life is essentially post the postmenopausal state. And, you know, some women have hot flashes in their perimenopause state, and they go away. Some women don't have have hot flashes in perimenopause, and then they come on much later, you know, women start getting hot flashes in their 60s. So I think it's also a little bit of a, you know, that does not seem fair. (laughs) Wait a minute, I thought I dodged the hot flash bullet. I mean, this could be this could be down the pike. Amazing. It could be down down the pike from from all of the conversations we've had in the community. I mean, we also see women who are coming to us much younger than than even I had imagined, right, in their 30s, who are beginning to see changes in their bodies as it relates to, you know, right, this whole, uh, you know, all 34 symptoms that you could be experiencing. But I do think as you go on in your journey, things like sleep disruption, brain fog, vaginal dryness, you know, all have varying degrees for different women. And vaginal dryness in particular is one that really once it starts, it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't sort of magically disappear the way that hot flashes can because hot flashes are, you know, a different component of your hormone level. And that that the dryness in general, right? I mean, you feel it, I feel it, like the dryness of my skin, the dryness of my lips, the dryness of my eyes. All of that is like the side effect of your estrogen changing. So um so your vaginal skin is no different. I mean, I joke about the lotion that why why shouldn't we treat our vaginas as well as we treat our face of where course, we moisturize on it every day right um and that you know that that's part of the way that we should be thinking about our you know all of our skin or when we think about sunscreen right that we put sunscreen on our skin that we want to be taking care of our skin and our vaginal skin is really no different that we want to take care of it for as long as we can um but but that a lot of these symptoms and concerns just, you know, they show up in different ways over time because your hormones are fluctuating. And as they deplete, everybody, everybody has a different experience. So um, you just have to figure out what works best for you. And, and the good news is for every woman is that there's so many more options than there used to be. And I think that that's really 
the the biggest news right now just from a you know a business standpoint for all of us is that this is an all boats rise moment for women who are on their menopausal journey because you you can really find things that you know will su- will support you no matter what is happening in your body. And you need to. I mean, the, the, what you you said earlier about ch- taboo, people don't talk about this. You raised the, the exact right point. Women are spending a fortune on uh, products for their face. We moisturize ourselves. We apply sunblock. This is something that's been drilled into us. We we do it because we know we need to to care for ourselves because it makes us feel better. And it's really interesting. Like when you talk to, you know, even some of my friends, I say dry vagina. It's like everyone laughs. It's like, right. seriously, dry vagina. And I have learned, which I did not know before I launched this podcast, I've heard from different doctors who've come on the show that dry vagina doesn't just often equal painful sex. It can e- it can equal, um, you know, urinary tract infections. You can yep. have like fissures in your vagina. You can have all sorts of things happen that, by the way, are completely addressable, treatable, and fixable, and that you don't have to live with. And it really boggles my mind that it is only recently that, you know, the sort of the business community is, or the wellness community has sort of woken up and looked around and said, you know, this is a gigantic market that's really underserved. So help us. We've been talking a little bit about menopause and how it's affected us individually. You shared you know, that you had this achiness. I shared that I had this mood instability. I think a lot of times women think of uh, menopause on a very sort of micro level, like what's going on with me or maybe my sister or my best friend. But we don't think of menopause on this very big macro level, you know, that that it goes on for 30 years and that it's a life stage, not just a moment in time. But it's also a business opportunity. And that's part of what you're doing. You're building a company that's meeting this needs. What is the size of this market? What is this business opportunity for Kendra? Yeah. Well, the size of the market is $600 billion globally. It is a massive, massive market. It is half of the population of the planet, right? It's going to experience some level of menopausal transition, no matter what. And, and when we think about it in those terms, for us, you know, it, it is a, a massive market in the U.S. also, right? As I said, there are 52 million women in the U.S. alone who are over 45. And and that means that there are a lot of women who are, are looking and needing solutions. And that, you know, we are really, really focused on both the mission-driven part of our business and the business part of our business, because that was one of the criteria for me when when I came in, you know, when I came into this journey, when I left corporate life and and felt like my my calling was, you know, in Kindra, was that I wanted to work in a business where the mission and the metrics could align. Because I think that there's there's no better way than to change the conversation than using businesses and you know I it used to be media for me but really using these kinds of businesses to be able to open up these conversations because the the more that that we grow it also means the more opportunity we have to really stand up and and speak for women who don't have the words for this or or don't have the voice or don't even know that this might be what's happening to them and that um and so I I view the business of our business and the mission of our business as equally weighted 
to be able to serve the women that we are so focused on. Yeah, you can absolutely do well by by doing good in, in the world. And I, I think you're right. When when other people around you see um, the, the sort of the business results, you know, it becomes an imperative and they become excited about helping you grow, bringing it to a bigger audience, changing the conversation. You know, at some point we're going to look, it's like how we, we used to, like you and I grew up, we didn't wear seatbelts. And now you're like, of course you get in the car and you buckle yourself up. I mean, we're, our, our, my daughter, Grace is 20. I've been having conversations with her about Kendra because, you know, you, you came into my life as a sponsor. I've used and, and liked your products. I've been sharing them with her. Not, not for that she's using them. I'm educating her about them. And it's going to look different for her, just the way it's going to look different for your daughter. Hopefully, they'll look back at some point and be like, I can't believe like you, you went to doctors that didn't know about menopause. I can't believe, you know, I can't believe this wasn't like standard ops, like where you, you learned how to manage this. I mean, I... It's 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 interesting, you know. My I like my doctor very much, my general, you know, practitioner. But she never asked me if I, you know, yeah. w- was in menopause. I had to say to her, you know, hey, I think I'm in menopause. I'm like really angry, and I haven't had my period. What do you think? And she's like, there's a test for that. I'm like, there is. Like, why? Like, right. why didn't this come up? So it's I I just find the whole thing to be be fascinating, and I really I feel very passionate about. Um, sharing with people what I've learned about my own experience. And I, you know, I'm joking about the dry vagina, but like, let's fix that. That does not have to, no one should be experiencing that. And I've had a number of women listen to my shows and say, I had no idea that I should be like paying attention to these things and that there there's help out there. So yeah, yeah it's absolutely amazing. So I have a conversation almost every day, honestly, with my friends and family, co-workers, and the, the women who are in our community who say, I didn't even realize that dry vagina was a thing that I could that I could work on. I just thought that this was part of getting older. And I think that that, you know, is like a big wake-up call and great opportunity for, you know, for all women. So I'm excited to be pushing the envelope with them. I'm excited as well. I think there's a lot of cultural messaging that that getting older and aging, you know, means decrepitude and things fall apart. But the women on this show have taught me that is not true. I had a wonderful doctor on who said, you know, active aging is her specialty. You can improve your fitness at any stage of life. Um, you can continue to be a vibrant, um, you know, uh, practitioner in your own life, whatever it is. I've had women who come on who've published books at the age of 56, who've launched companies, you know, that they grew into multi-million dollar companies in their late 40s, early 50s. You know, you can take care of your body and enjoy an active sex life. I've had two wonderful guests on recently that talked about how to uh, sort of age-proof your libido and and continue to have an enjoyable, you know, midlife and beyond sex life. You know, it's never too late and you're never too old. And there are, there are resources out there to help you through your menopausal journey. So I'm, I'm super excited to have you on the show talking about it. Uh, our time is going to be wrapping up in just a minute, but I, I do generally ask guests to share a product or resource that they love with our listeners. Um, if you want to share your favorite Kindred product as your go-to, that'd be great. If there's something else beyond Kindred that you think has made a difference during your uh, midlife and menopause, I would love to hear that as well. Well, I actually do have, I mean, my go-to, and it's not totally self-serving, but my go-to is the core the core supplement. And actually, it was the thing that when I, when I have my achiness, which actually persists, that sometimes I forget to take the core, you know, like we, we all do, right. Sure. We, I forget to take the core for a couple of days and my achiness starts to come back. 
and then I take it and it goes away. So for me, that is an incredibly good solution. And it is definitely my, you know, my absolute go to plus vitamin D. Those are the two. (laughs) Vitamin D. I'm with you. I've been taking a lot of that too. And now summer's coming. We'll be getting some of our vitamin D naturally. Catherine, this has been a ton of fun. How can our listeners follow you and and Kendra and and stay abreast of new products as they come out and learn more about your uh, menopause resources? Yeah. So um, you can... Definitely find us online, obviously, at ourkendra.com. And then on Instagram and Facebook, also at ourkendra. And we are out there uh, all the time sharing information in all of those resources, as well as our Facebook community, also um, our Kendra, that are great places to find that information. We also, as I said, we have the quiz, which I think can be a really helpful starting point. And then we send out, you know, a good amount of educational information through email as well. So we're trying to really serve women you know, where they are to get that information either on demand or delivering it right to your inbox. Fantastic. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you for being with me today. This wraps A Certain Age, a show for women over 50 who are aging without apology. Join me next week as we talk about good hair days with Sonsalos Gonzalez, the founder and CEO of hair care company Better Not Younger, the first hair care brand for women over 40. Special thanks to Michael Mancini, who composed and produced our theme music. See you next time. And until then, age boldly, beauties.